when you begin to think about all that he is. And I, like I said, it was so amazing to me that night. I didn't know what to do. I must have been, I think I was fasting and praying and I didn't know what to do after that song came that night, but I never would sing it. Matter of fact, none of these songs would I ever sing. I would not sing them because I always felt the songs that he had given to me, people didn't want to hear them. I felt they were different from what I'd heard on records and people didn't want to hear it because it was such times we get together and we'd sit down and, and sing a song that God gave to us. Like I remember the times when I dwelt in sin and I had no God on my side. I remember the times when my mind was bogged down, but Jesus lifted me. And though the songs were true and they were talking about things of personal situations, I just felt somehow that people didn't want to hear them because they were different. And you know, a lot of us, are, we go along with the status quo. We do not want to change. That's why there are so many people who are living in sin today because they do not want to change. The status quo, we resist change. When you start thinking, I remember I preached a sermon, our changing society. It was during the late 60s that I attended uh, the university. And during that time, I, there were many people who were changing the way that things were running. There were many university professors who said, no, we will not stand for change. We will keep the curriculum like it is. And there were other students that said, and we will not come to the university. We call the university now to evaluate this program and to tell us whether or not they are relevant for our age. And that came up in 1960s, the soaring 60s, they called it. It was during that era in time that people began to look at things and say, I don't want to take ROTC anymore. Get the, get the ROTC program, the Army Reserve Training Program, out of our schools. We do not want it in our schools. When we were required to take it as freshmen and sophomores, the freshmen and sophomores said, no, we will not take it. The class will not have an enrollment, for we will not support the war in Vietnam. Now, that was that age and that generation that I was coming up, the changing society. It was during that time that we began to see that the hippies came forth and the hippies were really people who went against hypocrisy. So they said when they didn't want to take a bath, they would not take a bath. They said their fathers and their mothers had been hypocrites for so long and they were not going to follow the trend of what was going on. They said, you know, in order to be a successful person, there were certain things you would wear. There were certain ways you would act. There were certain schools you would attend. There were certain things you would do. And everybody said, hey, let's get married. Let's get married. Let's get married. And marriage itself, it seemed like the institution was falling apart. Why? Because there were many people in it in hypocrisy. They were recommending it to others, but yet themselves, they could not get along. And then when the Soaring Sixers came along, they said, wait a minute, stop it. We are tired. Let me off. I will not be a hypocrite. If I don't want to do this, I won't do it. So therefore, you had the hippie movement coming. But you know, like the devil and everything. Whenever there's a change coming on, the devil tries to get into it and tries to make the change not work. So when the hippies got finally caught up in that, the devil started getting them to take dope. And then the hippie movement became a dope pusher. And therefore they lost what their purpose was. Many people who didn't understand what the hippie movement was about started joining and they thought it was a dope ring. Hey y'all, let's go get high. Wear your hair long, get high, wear dirty clothes. We can make it. And then they missed the idea and the purpose for the whole movement and it went off because that's what the devil does when a change starts coming in. 
Yes, it made parents and executives more aware that there was a problem going on. When the children would say, why are so many business executives taking their lives and committing suicide? Why are they taking their lives if they say that this is the thing I ought to be? Parents who said, I will disinherit you if you will not be a lawyer. I will disinherit you if you will not be a doctor. And the people saying, I just want to be me. Let me be what I want to be. But say, no, you can't be. I got it already planned. So the hippie movement came along to say something against that. Our changing society. And you see, this is when things began to happen in America. We got conscious that something was going wrong. See, it was no longer the children in Harlem. It was no longer the people in the back streets who were having the problems with the drugs. Instead now, it had reached Main Street, USA. And when it reached Main Street, USA, people say, put a hold on this thing. Something is going wrong. It made the church members, it made the bishops, it made the diocese of the Catholic Church, it made people of all nationalities, all races, and all religions come and say something is going wrong. Our children are taking the dope, our girls are in prostitution, our guys are turning to homosexuality, something is wrong with us. And when that began to happen, it mean it came forth and somebody recognized the need for change in our society. Yes, the soaring 60s, the time when they pull away. Some universities went out of business because they could not evaluate themselves and actually show that they were relevant to this present society. When people had turned away from witchcraft and people had not sought after astrology, then people began to get into the occult for they were looking for some kind of spiritual life. We find that then black magic, voodoo, and we find out witch workers and Satan worship begins to climb because people are looking for some kind of way to find spiritual satisfaction in their lives. So we have a problem here, a changing society without the blood of Christ. What can you do without the blood? It's nothing but the blood of Jesus that can make the difference. I began to look at this thing in my mind. And I said, uh, something is going wrong. But I noted something also that was happening. Because there was so much slut. Because there was so much smut. Because there was so much pornography. And because there were movies. And because there were little children that were getting caught up into pornography. And little children that were getting caught up into prostitution. And children out in California. And all they call the chickens and the chicken hawks. All out there on the streets. Why? Because something was happening to America. And the church started realizing what is our our relevance now we say that Jesus Christ came in the world to change the world then why don't we see this manifested we see our children who never thought of Buddha before come home with the Hare Krishna gowns on we saw our children who never thought of Islam before and they come home and they tell you that Jesus is not the Christ same children you raise in the church you come home and you find out people are getting on the streets and they're chanting unto Baha'u'llah. And you wonder what is going on in this changing society. Something was wrong. 
People were searching for something because that drug age had hit so hard and many people were realizing there were many who were dying. There were many who had their veins burn out. There were many who were, who were in the streets, children, 12-year-olds, 10-year-olds dying because of drugs. And they said, we've got to stop this thing. And the only way is through religion. But they tried religion, but that wasn't Jesus. I began to look at this thing again. See, because I was preaching at this time. And I said, Lord, I need a word. You just speak to me. And then I read in Isaiah 54, the Lord has, has given me the tongue of the learned that I may speak a word in season to those that are weary. The Lord has given me the ear of the learned. He awakeneth mine ear morning by morning to hear as I learn. I say, God, let me hear like the learned here. Let me speak as they speak, and I'll tell the world what the message of Christ is, and we'll see deliverance for the nations. Jesus said that we would preach him. If we would preach him and preach the truth that Jesus is the Son of God, he would deliver the people, and they would not be bound in their sins. I am certain of this. I'm convinced of it because I know what Christ did in my life. So now the people begin to search. And then we find out next the newspapers start talking about it. They start talking about a Jesus movement. They start talking about the Jesus people. They start saying something else is going in. Here we are again, changing society. We found some people, they changed their haircuts. And they said, well, I'm just going to go and join this religion because this religion required that I change my haircut, that I wear a suit, and I walk, and now I'm clean. But you see, to be clean on the outside does not mean that you're clean on the inside. And see what? We came up with the solution. We kept telling the people, you can wear your hair in a braid down the side and you can get a little book and you can chant all day long on the corner. You can sell flowers and say that you see the Messiah over here in America and I'll tell you that's a lie because Jesus said until the whole earth shall see him when he cracks this guy, it is not the Messiah. It is not Jesus Christ. But yet the same Jesus is changing lives if you will give him a chance to do so. Same Jesus that I'm talking about here who understood long time ago that man was backward and didn't have a way to go. This same Jesus who came in the middle of a society that was going backward in the middle of a time when they thought they knew religion, in the middle of a time when they thought they knew who God was, Jesus stepped in the midst and said, you got it all wrong. He stepped up at that time and said, you have it all wrong. He could have come when they had electric lights. He could have had meetings at night. He could have come during a time when they had television and he could have been on national broadcasts. He could have come during a the time they had radio and he could have been on the radio. He could have come during a time when they made airplanes and he could have been flying from nation to nation preaching his word. But God sent him during a backward time to show I can speak to you and you never have to go 50 miles out from where you live and yet your message will reach the nations. And that's exactly what the message of Christ has done. Christ did not have to wait on the airplane. He did not have to wait on the television. Christ preached his message over about 2,000 years ago. And when he preached that message, the hearts of people were touched. And when the hearts were touched, it was revealed from faith to faith. And now we know because somebody told us about it. The Holy Ghost. Able to make that difference. Changing society. What is a changing society without the blood of Christ? What is a changing society without the blood of Jesus Christ? Institutions change their names. 
because some great philanthropist came along and gave them $2 million and it made it look pretty good. They changed the name of the school to suit the person and yet it did not bring about a change at the school itself. There were many people who followed the trend. Some who jumped from this to this and from that to that and from that to that. But yet they never had a change on the inside. God knew that man needed somebody to come in and interrupt the way things run. God understood that the status quo wasn't working. Caiaphas couldn't get any soul saved. You see, he couldn't operate. Although he was a high priest, he couldn't get saved. Jesus had to come in and tell them, look, God is tired. Make room for me. And when Jesus came in there, he said, I want to make room in society. He didn't come trying to be like anybody. He came being what God said be. He came doing what God said do. And he told the world, move over. I've got to get in here. And when he came in to make intercession, he didn't say, if many of you just believe on me, if you just believe on me, I'll interrupt your life the same way. I'll make room in your life and I'll show you what God can do if you let him. Jesus wants to interrupt your life. He wants to interrupt that lifestyle that the world has got you traveling in. When the world used to tell us a long time ago, do the dog. Some people got down to do the dog. When some people said do the cat, some people got down to do the cat. When the, bird said, when, when, when the world said do the bird land, some people got down to do the bird land. When some people say twist the night away, they got and they broke their backs twisting. And when Jesus says, I want to interrupt your life, so I can show you what life is about. Who knows life better than God? God made it. And when God said, move over, let me step into this world and show you what I'm about. So long the world had its own formula. So long the world had followed its own way, changing when it wanted to change, just like our economy. When the people decide in the stock market they don't want to buy certain things, the economy goes down. When they decide they want to buy, it goes up. Uh-uh, I can't deal with humans. The Bible says, put not your trust in flesh. Uh-uh. Cursed is the man that trusts in flesh and makes flesh his arm. But blessed is the man that trusts the Lord. Because the Lord's economy system doesn't go down and up. When the Lord is doing something, he's consistent with you. The Bible says, I am the Lord God and I change not. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he was to Peter, he'll be to you. What he was to Paul, he'll be to you. Understand, <laughs> a changing society without the blood of Christ is not changing at all. It's just another form that the devil puts it in to make you think you are advancing. I remember so many times, so many people have gotten ca so caught up. I talked with one professor and he was talking with me and he said, well, you see, I've studied in Greece and I've studied in Rome. And he told me all the things he had done, the languages he could speak. And I said, and he's looked at me and he said, so what you're talking about, about this Christ? I hold my doctorate degree. And I told him, I said, well, um, well, you, he said, I was raised right in that church just down the corner. And I teach Sunday school there every day. I've read the entire Bible. I told him, I said, well, if you've read the entire Bible, then you must know you have to be born again. <laughs> and he told me. You're right. And I say, that's what I have that you don't. I say, I've been born of the spirit. And I say that just as soon, I say, I don't care how much you read it and how much you teach it. If you don't know Christ in your life, if you don't have him in your life, you're going to hell. I say, I don't want to send you there. 
I want you to be saved. That's why I'm talking to you now. I say you're trusting in your learning. And that's not what's going to get you through. Not by power. Not by intellectual might. But by my spirit, says the Lord. And you see, when you try to change people without the blood, you only get them to change for a little while. There are a lot of people who say, I won't smoke anymore. Well, they make up in their minds. They won't smoke. Some of them don't. Because they make up their mind. That don't mean they saved. There are a lot of people who decide they don't want to commit adultery anymore. Don't mean they're not saved. See, saved means accepting Jesus. And there are a lot of people who can turn away sin. Just like some of those people who, when they join other religions, they stop doing all the wrong they know how to do. But the Bible says there is no salvation outside of Jesus. There is no name given under the heavens whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. So, I mean, you can be goody-goody if you want to and put away every habit and every sin. But until you accept Jesus as a Savior, you are not saved. A changing society without the blood of Jesus is nothing but the blood that can make a change in your life. I like it the way Isaiah picked it up some 400 years before Christ. He began to, or hundreds of years before Christ, he began to preach. And he wrote as God told him to write as he was moved by the Holy Ghost. And he said, there are not many that's going to believe my report. And many are not going to have the arm of the Lord revealed to him. But I'll tell you anyway, there is one who shall grow up like a root out of dry ground. He has no form and no commonness that we should desire him. But he was wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we're healed. Some people say, Isaiah, what are you writing here? With whose stripes? What are you talking about, Isaiah? Isaiah said, we were all like sheep going astray. Following the trends of the world. The dope life. The party hard life. And you know how it is with the party hard. They even got our party ring now. Party rings, party lights, everything's party. And you don't feel like your life has been complete unless you've been out to see some of the big rock and roll groups or you've been to the army or you've been all out all night long. Some people don't feel their life has been complete until they've gone out in the nightclubs and they've drunk the liquor and they've been high so they can say, man, I know what's going on. I know what's in the street. You know what's in sin and you'll know what's in hell if you don't give God a chance. I want you to understand, God wants to make a change. That's why Jesus stepped in the world and said, move over. He didn't ask the world, can I come? He didn't ask the world because he knew the world didn't know him and the world wouldn't want him. And the world would say, stay where you are. We're having a good time. I looked at a girl the other day. So I passed by, I think it was in Rochester. And we passed by the street. And she had on these little shorts about this short and had a shirt on her say boogie. And I wonder, boogie what? You see, that's what the world has done to our minds. I saw a young man. He was stopping cars as quick as he could. Hair down to here, a wig. Dress on blue. And he was stopping cars. Because somebody told him in the world a lie. They told him, God made you like this and it's all right. And that's a lie. 
You see, and that's why the world is going so backward. Because the Lord says it would happen like that. He said, hey, fellas, stay out the girls' clothes, girls' stay. Because it'll pretty soon affect your mind. And this man was on the street with lipstick and everything on. Standing up there waving the car down. And he wasn't shamed. Young girl we saw. We went up to pick up the clothes out of the cleaner. And she was down on the corner we, while we passed. We were passing by pretty fast with traffic behind us. And the young lady just stood there. Young girl. Long wig on and red hot pants. And she was standing up there trying to get some business. And you know, you know why the world is like that today? You know why? Because we kept saying, it's all right. When things would happen, it's all right. When the kids say, I don't want to go to church, you say, all right. When they say, oh, you ought to take them to church and you won't take them to church, or oh, they can stay home. It's all right. When uh, things started happening and the kids go to school and the teacher wants to reprimand you, you say, don't do it. Yeah, all right. God says foolishness is bound in a child's heart. And the rod of reproof will drive it from him. Beat him. He won't die. See, that's what has happened to us. And that's where the world, that's where the world has taken us off. You know, we've gotten to where now the world can put out a rock and roll record. I know about it because it used to do the same thing years ago before I started preaching. You see, when I was back in college, you know, you'd hear little songs and you want to show the people that you were broad enough to listen to all music. <laughs> You're broad. So uh, when the world would come out with a nice, good, hot number, you thought, and Soul Train would come on the TV. At that time, it was American Bandstand, some other thing, but I think you're all Soul Train now. But see, whenever anything would come on, see, we'd say, well, I just like to stay <laughs> in form. <laughs> Dancing is just exercise. <laughs> we get out there wanting to be a part of the world, and we get out there in it, you see. And then pretty soon, it wasn't enough just to leave the rock and roll where it was. We brought it to church and changed the words. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So when you come to church, you don't really have to know the song. They play one of the hottest rock and roll records and they'll change the word and say, Jesus is the best thing that ever happened. I want you to understand what I'm saying. See, we have followed the world too much that we don't know who we are from the world anymore. When Jesus came here, Jesus didn't follow the example that the world was setting. He came and set an example and said, follow me. If any man would take up his cross and follow me. You've got to understand that's what you've got to do. Don't follow. I was doing the same little thing. Rita Franklin put out a new record. We'll go and change a few little words. Go singing in church. Oh, I'm telling you. That's why I don't believe in it now. Because see, God touched me. And God said, son, this is not the way. I created the moon, the stars, the sea, the grass, the river. I made dirt. And why do you think you have to turn to the world to ask them for music? And I made music. I said, Lord, you got a good point there. 
And I stopped looking to the world, looking for the world to come up with a new thing. So as soon as anything came out, here we were in the church. Change the word. Put Jesus there. Instead of saying, I'm in love with you, they're changing and saying, I'm in love with Jesus. But using the same tunes and the same thing. So the people from the world, when they got to church, they wouldn't feel so uncomfortable. They'll feel, they'll feel wanted. Look, you can make them feel wanted without telling them that. Tell them that Jesus died. Like I'm telling you today. Jesus died for your sins that you may be saved. And if you will accept the Lord Jesus Christ, he will change you and make the difference. And you will have to accept no more substitutes. I'm telling you. A changing society without the blood of Jesus is a mess. A changing society without the blood is a mess. People have tried to do it for so long. I've gone to the prisons. So I've walked in the prisons, oh, they say the rehabilitation systems. Sure, they, there are a few guys who get in there and they get rehabilitated, but there are some who go out there and they find things they never found before. They found themselves being abused by people in there. And when I came preaching the blood, I said, look, you may be taught how to act different. And you may keep a good record while you're here. But if the blood of Jesus is not covering your soul, when you get out, you'll be right back. I said the change comes when Jesus changes you. You can act good. See, I know how to act good. I used to do it for years. I know how to act good. You know, you're not everybody's child knows how to act not to get a beating. But wait till you get by yourself. That's why I say when, when, when Kimberly came down to FAMU, she didn't go crazy. She had Jesus in her life. You see, didn't go, see, but you have some people who come there and say, I'm away from home now and I'm going to live it up. And they do about anything under the sun because see, they knew how to act at home. Because Jesus wasn't in the life. But when they got away from home, they cut up the same way everybody else was doing. That's the difference I'm talking about. See, the Jesus I'm talking about, you can live it every day behind closed doors but open doors any kind of way when Jesus touches your life now some people may ask me well 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 will he take everybody I mean I mean I got a whole lot of sins I've committed a lot of wrong I've done will he take everybody the Bible says God so loved the world are you in the world <laughs> God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. And whosoever would just believe. <laughs> I like that scripture that says he came unto his own, the Jews. And his own received him not. But to as many as received him. He gave them the power to become the sons of God. Not only those that received him, but to as many as believed on his name. If you will believe on the name tonight, that what I'm saying about him is true. And if you will take the facts of these testimonies you've heard and say I, their lives have been changed. Then God says he so loved the world. He loved you enough that he'll pull you out of your sticky situation. He loves you regardless of what you have done and what God does. Don't try to get clean and come to God for there is no cleansing outside of God. So you've got to first come to God and God is the one that cleanses you from all of your unrighteousness. See, he takes you in the sin. He keeps you and he throws the sin away. He makes you a brand new person. That you never again 
have to walk the way you used to walk. And when I say walk the way you used to walk, I mean in the same kind of attitude and past you used to go. The places where you want not to go by and you found yourself like Wallace was saying. Wallace was saying, you know, the time he just couldn't stop. See, when that spirit told him to go by the bar, he went by the bar. When that spirit told him to go to the next place, he went to the next place. See, sometimes you don't know the devil got you by your head. And there you go. You don't know the devil has you by your head. You, there you go. You just going thinking that's your own mind. But that's the way you look living in sin. That's the way you look. Following the devil. You don't even know. Got you by your head. You just going. But I want you to know something. God will tell that enemy to stop and to leave you alone like he did Wallace. But Wallace had to tell the Lord, I want you, Jesus. He heard the word and he was not rebellious. He heard the word and he didn't sit there and say, I'll wait till tomorrow night. This is not my church. He heard the word and he said, I need the Lord. Same thing happened with Kathy. Same thing happened with Madeline. Same thing happened with Yvonne. Same thing happened with Pearlie. They were headed to a party that night. Pearlie and Florine headed to a party that night. They planned to leave church at 9 o'clock. They said they would go have some fun because church was going to be out 9 o'clock. And then after then, you know, that's what a lot of us do. We come to church and say, I know the bar doesn't close too. So I'll be there. And they came, these two young ladies. I didn't know them from anybody else. But I preached that night, heaven or hell. I said, go to hell wholesale, it's cheaper. Don't play with God. I told them in it or out of it. All the way or none of the way. And they said, Lord, all the way. Jesus changed their lives. That's been about eight years ago. Jesus changed them. He changed them. And I'm saying tonight, that same blood, same blood will make you whole tonight. And nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. I remember a girl was singing in the choir one time. And we were all in the college choir and they were all singing up there in the choir stand. So she was leading in the song. And she was noted to lead songs, but she was noted that her life wasn't nothing. She wasn't trying to be saved. Most of them weren't trying to be saved. They liked to sing, so they were singing. And that's just like a lot of people today, they like to sing. They like to sing. A lot of organists like to play, but they're not saved. A lot of people who want to say they want to come and want to play for the church a while and go out and play for the bar the rest of the night. So I don't believe in it. You're going to give it to God? Give it to God. All the way? Another the way. <laughs> so she was standing up there and she was singing, What can wash away my sins? And the choir came in, nothing. They didn't even think the blood could do it. They ended on nothing. I thought I'd fall out. They ended on nothing. And when I thought about that thing, it's been on my mind since that's been a long time ago. Like 1966. That's been a long time. 
Now, when they did that to that girl that day, I thought about it. Some of you think that same way, that nothing can help you. But see, I'm going to tell you, the rest of that is nothing but the blood. See, mama can't help you. You can go to psychiatrists. I've had people who say they've been to psychiatrists. A psychiatrist may be able to counsel you and give you the right counsel you need and set you straight that you won't have another nervous breakdown. But what's going to free you from your sin and give you true peace of mind, like I was saying earlier, perfect peace, perfect peace, perfect peace, only the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. I want you to understand me tonight. I'm concerned about you. Had we not been concerned, we not. We wouldn't have come. So I don't travel for the sport of it. This is hard work. I don't travel for the sport of it. You know, just to say we've traveled and been places. But I'll tell you, when the Lord begins to move on our hearts and our minds and says there's somebody that needs salvation, you go. If it's one, then God wants that one soul. But you know, you are so important to God that had you been the only sinner living, had you been the only one, only one sinner on earth, had you been the only one, you know what? Jesus still would have died. Because God so loved the world. If everybody else would have been righteous, God would have still loved you so much to die for you, but he's not going to make you be saved. He's not going to make it. What you've got to do is say, Lord, I've been wrong. And I realize I need a savior. And it's nothing but the blood. Tonight, Lord, will you take my life and change me? Make me a different person. And the moment you ask God, I said the moment. The moment you ask God sincerely. Did you hear me? I said the moment. The moment you ask God to forgive you from your sins and you ask him sincerely, he's going to do just that. The moment you invite him into your life, he'll do just that. The Holy Ghost is a gentleman. And he is not going to force himself inside of you. He will stand there and knock. But you will have to say, come in. If there's a person or there are people who know somehow that the change in society didn't change you. Maybe you sought astrology, which is wrong and not of God. Maybe you sought the Ouija boards. Maybe you've been to the palm reader, but... And thought they could help you by telling you to burn a few candles in your house. Maybe you went to the person and got a little bag and put it on the bed and thought it was supposed to bring you good luck. Maybe you've went and you've gone and you've got four rabbit feet. But if the rabbit couldn't keep his own feet, don't you understand it won't bring you luck. I want you to understand what I'm saying. People have had us fooled for so long. There are people who will tell you about the double luck hot shot special blessing plan. And they'll say, come get a blessing from God, but the person that's really being blessed is them. There are people who will go and get bolts and bolts and bolts and bolts of material. And they'll tell you it's a blessed prayer cloth. But I want to tell you something. If you really want a change in your life, it's Jesus. I don't change anybody. I don't have that power. But the one that I know can do it and I've come to talk about the one with which I have to do he can make your life different if you give him a chance right now what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood
Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If you need him tonight, I don't want you to let that devil sit down there and hold you in that seat. But if you know you need Jesus and you want to change, it's all the way. You're either in it, go to hell wholesale, it's cheaper. And I don't want you to go to hell at all. Jesus died for you. And now that I made you aware of that blood and that he wants you, won't you come to him? What can wash away my sins? Will we stand? Blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the Won't you come now? Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as Won't you come now? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Come on now. Let me pray for you.